0: on up Michaela Michaela Royce is with us today. Woo! <laughs> All right. We've been waiting for this for a while, haven't we? <laughs> so, she went on her vacation, Lynn and I went on our vacation like right after you got back. Yep. Um and so uh so this is not the norm where we're interviewing somebody but it's not the norm that somebody from our church goes on like an 11 month mission trip either. So um but I think there'll be some good takeaways for everybody uh today too. So why don't we just go ahead and pray and let's ask for the Lord's blessing here. Lord, we come to you this morning and just ask for your your grace and your mercy to be poured out on us um, as Michaela relays uh, some of what you were doing in her life and what how you were using her uh, for your glory on this mission trip, and, and so, Lord, we just ask and pray that, um, that uh, we wouldn't uh, just uh, think about, oh, these are, these are great stories and things, because they are, but we would also just think about how you want to use us, right, where we, we live and we work and where we go to school, and so, Lord, we also just want to take the time to lift up our church family. Uh, people that are hurting, that are that are sick, that are fighting disease, Lord, we just pray for your healing touch. Pray for sustaining grace. For individuals that are really just having a hard time right now, God, we, we pray too that um uh, that you would help those that are spiritually struggling, God, and that you would help them to to uh, latch on to you and to 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 hide themselves in you in a sense, to to find their strength in you. And so, Lord, uh, we also just pray that you'd bless our time afterwards today as we interact, that, that we would see that as as opportunity to encourage one another and minister to one another as well. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, would you guys mind bringing in the house lights up for us? That would be great. Thank you. So, um, all right, so this is Michaela Royce, if you didn't know her. All right, some some of you some of you may not know uh, who Michaela is but Michaela uh, we we were showing pictures online and here before the service of uh, over the last 29 years just a random selection of photos and so I'm sure you were probably in a couple of those uh, so she's grown up here and um uh and so uh, Do you want to tell us kind of what just uh, what you're doing now, and what you know, kind of give us an update, and then we'll show them the video?
1: Yeah. So I got back in the end of June, um, and then kind of just kind of figuring out what I want to do with my life and everything, and praying a lot, and figuring um, out my next steps. Um, And then the Lord kind of just brought a job opportunity for me. Um, I've been looking into my degree was psychology, and so I've been looking into. Anything that would involve that, and obviously a full time job would be ideal. And mm-hmm. so, um, the school that my mom works at, Grove City Christian, um, offered me a job there. So I am now a high school teacher, I'm teaching AP Psych. Here. Awesome! Yeah. Woo.
0: Cool. And Jehovah Jireh, there, God provided something at the right time. That's pretty cool. Um, so this, um, should we, before we show these guys' video, now. This is this is a, a group that you were with, the squad. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the, what is the world race and what kinds of things do you do on that? We'll see some photos and stuff, but just mm-hmm. kind of fill in everybody. In, what is the world race? What kind of? Why did you want to go?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the reason I went was because one, it was like. I I just finished graduating college, and I always wanted to travel. I've done uh, mission trips before. Um, I went to Nicaragua a couple of times for, like, a week. And I was like, I really want to do, like, an actual, like, longer mission trip. Not thinking it was going to be 11 months. I was thinking, like, maybe, like, a month or two. But the Lord was like, no, you're going to go for 11 months. I was like, okay. So I signed up. um, And um, the world race is, it's different now than what it was. But um, it is... Pretty much, the goal of it was supposed to be eleven countries in eleven months. Um, you do mission um, stuff with kids, um, with just the different churches. You partner up with different churches in each country. Uh, most of the time, um, sometimes you have to just go into a country and just pray about it and be like, "Okay, Lord, like, what do you, what is this country's need?" Um, and go from there. Um, and so there was. We started out with about twenty nine of us, I believe, um, on the squad. Um, and then we had a couple squad leaders, and then yeah. So we all came from different states um, and different backgrounds and different um, churches. So yeah, it was really cool.
0: And they train you and stuff, right? And you guys go to Atlanta or something like that. Yeah, they well, train. They'll a little train you bit. for everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah. Um, we did give them a lot of feedback on that. So now, <laughs> now, now they're training them a lot longer, which is really good um, for the next squads. But yeah, we had like a week of training um, down in Atlanta before we uh, launched.
0: Okay. Well, let's show these guys some video uh, here, and this is just like. It's a four-minute video. I mean, it, we could go hours, I'm sure. Um, but uh, let's let me see if I can find my way to that. Well, you know, I don't know, but you guys, when I see that, I'm thinking like, you guys did a lot of singing and dancing, a lot of ministering to kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm sure there was lots of other things, but that's what we showed them. So, but I just, I, I like saw that with like joy. That's what comes to my mind when I saw a lot of the kids there, and as you guys are interacting with. What what's it like watching that video? Is it like uh, kind of emotional? Yeah. yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, kind of want to be back there sometimes. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, why don't you tell us about some of your memorable experiences uh, that you've had? I've got a picture of Honduras. Up yes, here.
1: Honduras was a very very memorable experience. Um, I don't <laughs> know if it was my favorite, but it was definitely. Yeah, it was a lot. So um, this was my second month in, um, and. What we did was we, uh, once we got into Honduras, I think we actually drove from Guatemala. That was an awful bus ride. I just <laughs> remember that. That was just really bad. <laughs> and we actually lived on the mountain. Um, we all tented in our own tents for an entire month. Um, and so that was just like with bugs and like storms. It was like rainy season, so it was like constantly raining. And like we we have to wash our own clothes and dry it from the air so like when it's raining you can't really have dry clothes (laughs) so that was very very difficult there was tons of bugs i know i had hundreds of bug bites and it was just it was pretty bad but (laughs) the whole reason why we were there um was because we were helping a church up there we were building a church um so it was lots of manual labor that month um we literally went from we would walk probably like a mile to two miles with like big um heavy like planks i guess um through through the mountain and then once we got to our destination we would start building and so we um the squad before us like leveled the ground for us um which was a lot of work for them and that was like during like right before COVID times and stuff um and so they leveled the ground for us and then they got a lot of of the foundation down um and then we kind of just finished it up um and that was a lot of work and they wanted us to make like Different chairs and all this stuff, and the person I remember the um, the pastor's wife was very, very particular on um, the type of chairs they wanted. Like she was showing me like something from Pinterest, and I'm like, <laughs> I am not an engineer, I have no, I'm not a carpenter, like I don't know how to. Do this. You can't manufacture <laughs> yes. that. Huh? So we we tried our best. Um, I don't think she liked it, but. <laughs> We tried our best, and it yeah, and now there's these bunk beds there for the next uh, squad that comes in, and so they can sleep inside mm-hmm. next time, and so that's really cool, and so yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we got to do some ministry. Um, kids would come up, because there's like people that actually live on the and so they don't have any like big community, like that's all they have, and so that's why we're <laughs> building a church, is so that they can have a community up there, um, and so yeah.
0: Awesome, wow. Um, are the bugs bigger down there? I'm like I'm just thinking like um, Texas or something size. They
1: were, I didn't see any huge. Their ants though are huge. They're massive. There was like a whole ant infestation or whatever you call it. Mm. And um, <laughs> it was like when it would rain, the ants would come up, oh, yeah. and they were like literally. It looked like I don't know. It was it was bad. Like a it was they bad were all movie? over our tents, all over like uh, like where we eat and everything. Wow. But then like two hours later, they were all gone. Mm. So it was really weird.
0: Okay. Oh wow! All right. Um, because my so I've been to Honduras a couple of times one time even just staying in a it was a it was a hotel I mean it was not I was not roughing it for in a camp uh in a tent for a month but we had bat problems oh yeah there were she bats some bat yeah problems. we had bat problems yeah okay yeah. all right we have something in common <laughs> okay yeah that's so i guess so you know from the videos like oh look, it looks like a great time where did i sign up now she's like nope not now <laughs> right it's It's challenging, definitely challenging, and plus plus with COVID and everything, right, that was a whole other Mm -hmm. thing, and um, any other places that were your, like, so let's go to favorite places, favorite countries.
1: Yeah, I had, I would say Romania and then South Africa were also my, were were my favorite countries, Mm -hmm. um, ministry-wise and um, just overall, like. It was just beautiful there. Um, I know, like the mountains in South Africa were just very beautiful. We got to, we were blessed enough to be able to travel more um, in that country and be able to see more. So that was really cool. Um, and then Romania, just the ministry that we did there was really awesome. Um,
0: yeah, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so we got to work with um, some refugees, and like in this picture, I was always the one that got to organize everything. And so they would we, we would get tons and tons of stuff for the refugees, which was amazing. But then you have to organize it, and then they would come in and like destroy it all. Go through everything, yes. right? So Get what they need. Every single day. I would just organize it all. Um,
0: kind of like work in retail. Yes. Probably. It yeah. was, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I did that um, a lot. And then um, we got to, this was for a little refugee um, Ukrainian. She uh, just turned, I think, eight. And so like she wasn't, wasn't, wasn't home. And so we wanted to do something nice for her um, and be able to celebrate her birthday. But, yeah, we got to work with, um, it was about two weeks into Romania, um, I think, when the war started. Um, and so we got to um, help them from the border to, we would have people go to the border and then bring them um, to where we are. And then we also helped send them out to any other places that they needed to go. Or some, A lot of them had, like, family members in other countries um, nearby that um, we would help bus them to or train them to. Um, and yeah so that's a lot of things that we did um there was we even um at one point we had so many um ukrainians that they had to like live in the floor below us which was like super nice but like also super overwhelming because like we would be like working all day and serving all day but then we would have to come home and then we would still have to continue we would have like four people on call that night like if Mm -hmm. something happened then they would go down and like talk to them but we had to do a lot of google translation because all i knew was how to say yes in ukrainian so <laughs> that was about it wow. <laughs> so um yeah that was that was pretty rough but luckily i think a lot of romanians do some ukraine um but so it was we had help but it was mm-hmm. still definitely hard um and so i yeah, got those three uh, i'm with those were all um ukrainians um they um uh, I know there. She, the mom, um, for her to be able to get money and stuff while she's trying to, like, after the war or whatever or during the war, she was doing, like, people's nails. So, like, she would do all of um, our nails. We would pay her, and that was a way for her to get money for her family. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to leave her husband um, to fight at war, and so that was super hard, just being able to hear people's stories and the people that they had to leave um, and then the pictures that they showed us were pretty pretty hard just to be, like, secondhand and being able to see that and being that close. It's definitely hard. Um, and then this is one of my, um, this was probably my favorite ministry. Um, they were, this was a little, this was before we uh, started helping with the refugees, but they are a missionary family that um, I'm still helping today. Um, they are just helping in their, kind of their local area. Um they're like the only people with their church. They're like starting a church and um are going out and um just inviting people there and stuff. Um they do stuff with uh Christmas um shoebox and stuff so we got mm-hmm. to do that um which was super fun. Um but yeah so I've been helping um fundraise for them. So yeah. Awesome.
0: Very good. So um I I can just imagine like these people are leaving everything right leaving everything behind and all that. That would be pretty, I'm sure they were all just so very dependent upon you guys. Now, So as your guys are doing, you're helping with physical needs, are you guys able to also, like, minister to them spiritually, mm-hmm. talk to them about the Lord, or how did, as that was just kind of like, I don't know what you call it, kind of organic as it, as it yeah. happened kind of thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we always invited them, like to, like, to the church, so they always came to church. Um, on Sundays, and then we would have, like, small groups and stuff that they would come to, um, and just, honestly, us just being, like, loving and caring for them, like, they would just ask us questions and stuff, which was super cool, and just being, like, just being the hands and feet of Jesus was enough, I think, um, and just the joy that we gave them, um, because they were just so happy and thankful that there were people that wanted um, to help them.
0: Awesome, yeah. It kind of shows the importance of, like, word and deed, right? Word and deed type ministry. That's good. Uh, so let's get to the lessons, uh, Some, unless there's anything else you want to talk about uh, with your experiences, and of course it'll come up yeah. with some of these things. So uh, I asked Michaela, um, you know, right after she got back, I said, "Could you tell us some of the things that God was teaching you? And, um, you know, anytime we get an opportunity to hear, you know, what God is doing in someone's life and teaching them, we can all benefit as well. So. Uh, let, let's get to those lessons. So the uh, the first thing you said is you learned something about leadership.
1: Yes, I did. Um, so the beginning. So the world race in general has like you have to have like different point guards to different things. Like so, there's people that work with finances. There's people that um, are the leader of the group. Um, usually the whole squad breaks down into like about four or five teams of like four or five people. Um, and so within those groups, you would have people that did those things. was leadership. Um, there was a person called the treasurer that was with the finances. And then there were people that did, like, worship and prayer and just being able to um, keep um, the group, you know, uh, really just involved in the, uh, the word and just keeping us accountable and stuff. Um, so the first month, I was actually... Uh, the healthcare person because COVID times there was a healthcare person and you had to check everyone's um temperature every day. Wow, temperature every day. <laughs> and so um the, the first the first week was well it kind of died down after that. Um, but yeah, so that was that was fun. Um, and then after after that, I knew it was like month I think three or four. Um, we were doing like role changes in different, um, teams and stuff, and I knew, like, I was talking to the Lord about it, and I was like, I know you're going to ask me to be a treasurer, I know, I hate finances, um, anybody (laughs) could ask Ryan, I hate finances, (laughs) I hate talking about money and all that stuff, um, it's just not my thing, and so, um, I knew that's what the Lord wanted to challenge me on, and so they came up, like, they would have leaders there that come from the states, every, like, four months, we would do, like, a big debrief, um, So they came up and asked me, and they're like, hey, we've been praying about it. Like, we think you would be a good treasure. And I'm like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) Um, And like, I can't say no. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Sure, why not? Um, So that was a lot of it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. It was fine. Um, The hardest thing was just, like, the currency and all that stuff. You have to figure out all that, and then, like, obviously, people want more money, but it's like, well, this is what we have, so, sorry, Um, and, like, stuff like that. So, that was kind of challenging, Um, but, and then the credit cards.
0: You're processing credit
1: cards? Uh, Well, we have, so they give us, like, credit cards, and, for each team. Oh, and so preloaded or something yeah yeah or like there's someone in the states that like makes sure we have enough money and stuff and ryan was paying that oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so just like the atm sometimes it wouldn't work because we had i think i guess i don't want to talk about the bank but <laughs> i don't i don't really i'm not fond of the bank that we used and um they just they didn't even have chips in them I'm like, this is 2022. Like, you need to have a chip in the card. (laughs) And so, like, they wouldn't work in half the places, and it was just really annoying. Um, And they, anytime we would ask, we would email people back in Atlanta. They would just say, have you prayed about it? And I'm like, yes, I prayed about it. But (laughs) I guess I'll pray again. So.
0: A chip hasn't appeared. (laughs) Yes. Like, it still hasn't appeared.
1: But so it was just this whole thing. Um, But it, yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I would say I definitely learned from that, um, and then from there, I think I was in Romania at that time. They come out, they came. We had another debrief, and they asked me to be a team lead um, for the last three months, um, and I was not fond of that either. But um, I was like, okay, like I knew, like I had a feeling it was coming because the Lord during this time was working um, on my heart, just with um, South Africa. Yes. Okay. Both of these, yeah. So this was my team for the last three months. Um, we went to South Africa. We got to swim with sharks. It was super cool. Um, <laughs> and in a cage. And a cage. In a cage. In a cage. We were in a cage. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, but during this time, like the Lord was really working with me on just my leadership and my authority. Um, and I've never really seen myself as a leader. Um, and so, it was just, it was just a, it was a growing period for me. Um, and a turning point. Um, and just being able to know that people saw me as a leader, um, even though I wasn't, like, the most talkative leader or the most, like, outspoken person, uh, people saw me as, like, the silent leader, and people actually looked up to me, um, and so that was definitely just a big turning point for me, and also just knowing that your age doesn't matter um, and that you can lead in whatever position the Lord puts you in, um, and, yeah, and that the Lord gives us authority to walk in and um, just be able to um, take that and um, be able to share the Lord um, the Lord with others and just his love and just to not forget that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's Good. I was uh, thinking about, um, yeah, so a couple things that you mentioned there that God will put us in positions that will put us out of our comfort zone. A lot of times you think serving the Lord is, you know, you know you're in the right place if everything's going smooth. I'd say, no, that's not really, that's not real. I mean, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not, but many times you're right where God wants you to be and you're being challenged. It's not something you plan to do, maybe not even something you like to do at the time. Um, but I was also thinking about the, the uh, um, as you're talking about this as a young person and leading, um, and this verse came to mind that I think was probably quoted a thousand times or more in our kids' ministry over the years uh this uh first Timothy four twelve, let no one despise you for your youth, but uh, set set the believers um but the believers as an example in speech and conduct in love in faith and in purity. So just kinda lead by example there and we all we'd always tell the kids in our kids ministry and still do is that you know you know you you doesn't matter your age, you you can do things for God, right? you uh have an impact for the Lord and obviously had a huge impact over there, or whatever, but just it just reminded me of that when you were sharing that. And, um, but yeah, being put into, especially like, well, so you're the youngest in your family, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, maybe you're not necessarily kind of thrust out in there to that. You're kind of like seeing what they're doing and mm-hmm. learn from their mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, no, they're here. I'm not saying they made you know, all these mistakes. Anyway, I'm just saying, I know that for my kids and how they operated. Um, I definitely learned from my sister's mistakes. wasn not make it but so to that idea. Um, okay. Other lesson you mentioned was something about Bible reading. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So um, this was pretty early on in the race, This was in Guatemala, which was the first month. Um, and we talked about we had like a small group that we did with the Guatemalans there, and they're talking about like the stages of um reading the Bible. Um, and they were saying how the first stage is usually duty. Like, as Christians, it's our duty to read the Bible and to um, understand it and whatnot. Um, and then from there, it's uh, discipline. Dis-
0: discipline? Discipline. I think that's what you, that's what you okay, told me. That's my thought. Okay. <laughs> yes. Being yep. true. Duty, yep. discipline, mm-hmm. and then delight. Um, mm-hmm. So,
1: discipline would just be like continuously reading it. Like, even if you're tired or even if you just don't feel up to it that day, it's just, you know, you need to be disciplined in reading it every single day or um, getting into it um, that week. And um, before the race, I like, I read the Bible, like, but, like, I was never disciplined at it. Like, I, I was definitely in the duty stage of, like, okay, like, I know I need to read it because I'm a Christian and this is what I believe and I need to be able to study it. Um, and that's what we did at school when I went to Christian um, college and everything. Um, and then once I got into the world race I was like okay like everyone's reading it I need to read this every day and and I finally got into like disciplined um area and wasn't till probably mm, probably two or three months into it where like I knew like when I hit the delight stage because like I just wanted to read more and I was just like I I was more curious and I was just more excited to read and um actually get to know the Lord um on a different level um, and really be able just to understand His will for me, um, and it was just something that I was like, excited to do every day. Um, yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. I was um, so one of the things that I've been learning too, kind of connects with what you're saying, is like. So when you're on mission for the Lord, whether you're overseas or whether you're reaching across your backyard fence. Uh, if you're intentionally trying to reach people for Christ, it you will naturally see your need for nurture from the Scripture. Because if you're engaging people with um, spiritual conversations, you'll be asked questions uh, about the Lord or about your walk, and you will um, find yourself wanting to find. You know, you might have some initial thoughts to their questions, but it will drive you to the Word. It will drive you to the Scriptures to search out. Um, you know, good biblical answers to questions you get. And so um, I was just thinking that, you know, I think that probably we've all been, what you were talking about before, where we kind of read our Bibles because we kind of know that that's what we need to do. We need to get to know God's Word better. And so there's kind of an ought to it. We ought to do that. We should do that. We And we know. Um, and so uh, a couple of scriptures came to my mind as we think about this. One is, too, is just that so... Um, We probably all probably all ebb and flow from duty to delight. You know, Um, at least I do. Um, Sometimes the I I just feel strong. You know, very close to the Lord in my times with Him. Sometimes I feel like, you know, it's not about the feelings, and that's why this verse here. I I thought about this verse, Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Is to not totally you know just rely on my feelings to do the right things. Right, and I mean, as adults, we probably know that, but it's also true spiritually speaking. Is yes, I've been redeemed, and God's you know redeeming me, and He's transforming me. But my heart's not totally transformed <laughs> into to, in perfect in line with His will and His desire, God's desires. And so, so just to kind of for all of us to remember is that hey, there are those times where we just get in the, God's word because we just know there's there's nurture there. Uh, whether we see the immediate benefit or not. And also Jesus' words, right? Jesus coming back to uh the devil's temptations, Matthew 4:4, 4, 4, his response was um as he's being being tempted. Uh, his one of his responses was, but he answered it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And uh, just you know, even our Lord, you know, it says we we need to feed on God's Word. It, it's our nourishment. You know, I, uh, you know, I wouldn't unless I was intentionally fasting. I wouldn't think about skipping a meal. You know, and all the snacks that go between. You know, it just would not. I'm a snacker. So, but you know, you just wouldn't. Most of us would not. Now we're not doing that. You know, and so just spiritually speaking, we need that nourishment. And, uh, and so just, just we should just pray, I guess, you know, that the Lord would help us to, to delight more in his word. Uh, the last verse I wanted to share before we talk about your other lesson is this. First uh, Peter 2.2, 2, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow into your salvation. And just how we, we need that to help us grow. You know, just like babies need milk to grow. We need the Word of God, and so, so there is that there's that ebb and flow of we go through duty, discipline, delight, and you know, uh, hopefully we we experience the delight more often. But uh, I appreciate you sharing that. It's uh, I think we all something we can all relate to. Um, your the other lesson you mentioned has to do with kind of uh, you mentioned a little bit about it before, kind of your authority or being confident, uh, like. Who am I to speak to these people kind of thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, this was definitely a, just a big thing over the whole race. I'm just being confident in um, our authority in Jesus and just um, being confident in our faith and what we believe. Um, and just throughout the race, it's it's hard because there are so many different, like, opinions in other countries and all that stuff. Um, and there are even a lot of opinions on your squad. And a lot of people, you know, Still bigger about things um and so just being confident in that um that God sent all or my whole squad um to be together and to be able to um tell people about the Lord was just a big thing because a lot of us would get um flustered with each other and we knew that was probably like the devil like trying to get us um rattled up and not be able to spread the word um and so we would have to put like our differences away um the things that don't matter and don't like matter um with our salvation um and mm-hmm. so just being confident um that we were sent um by God and that we knew we were there for a reason um and that even continues on to your everyday life and um, knowing that um that God does send us out every single day to be able to be his light um and to spread his um word um and just his love to you know, your next door neighbor, people at work, people at school, um, and just knowing that we I mean, that is that is our whole purpose of life, um, is to be able to spread that, um, and just being confident in that in our everyday life. Awesome.
0: That's good. Um, yeah, well if if you know you got like the big guy behind you, right? Mm-hmm. if God is you know God is sending you out, I mean that should give us confidence. I and you know, one of our cornerstone verses here uh, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, where Jesus says, it says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And um, I think we kind of, sometimes when people talk about the Great Commission and our mission, they kind of skip this verse. Yeah, but, but it's the one who has all authority who is doing the sending, right? And so, um, you know, Jesus is telling this to his disciples and And uh, we're if we're Christians, we're his followers, we're his disciples too, and so it's our mission as well. And of course, he goes on to say, um, "Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age." I kind of like the the beginning and the end of that. You know, is this the authority goes with us as we are on mission for God, and that. In the end there, he's with us in it. It doesn't look like he sends us out and like, you know, hope it works out, you know. Um, but no, he's with us on, on the mission, right, as we um, try to take the gospel to people, as we serve them, like we said before, in, in word and deed. Um, so that's, that's a good word there just to remind us that, hey, we're, we're, in fact, you know, 2 Corinthians tells us that we are ambassadors for Christ. Right? We are that's who we are we're supposed to represent him wherever we go um now uh so it, you also mentioned to me um you know if there's some is there something that you would like to share with our church is kind of that you would like to encourage us in as kind of like wrapping this up and and your experience and all that
1: yeah, um one big saying in the world race is um life is ministry, ministry is life." um and that is just really just reminding us that no matter where we are we're doing ministry because we had this big thing of like what really is ministry like what does that look like? like do we have to be with kids like do we have to be actually going through the steps of the gospel with somebody like what is actual ministry um and so really just in our everyday life we can just be doing ministry like that is our ministry like us living our lives out for Christ is our ministry, Um, and just to be able to remember that, um, and, like, no matter where we are, if we're in a grocery store, if we're at uh, at lunch, um, just being, just ministering to others, and that doesn't mean, like, oh, do you know Jesus Christ right away, but that can just be loving them, and just knowing, just realizing they are a human being, and not just, like, a waiter, or a person at the grocery store that they are another person that Jesus loves and wants to um, accept into heaven so um, it's just another thing to just really just open your eyes and um, and just see the world around us Um, and I think that's a big thing is just really opening your eyes to the world um, and the people around you and not being so um, because I know for me like before the race I was definitely like I just see the people that I want to see and I don't really pay attention um the outside world but like that, the Lord loves everybody and he wants everybody to um, be up there in heaven with him um, and I think it's just that's one of our the main things that we should be doing is just loving everybody um, and really seeing and seeking people for him mm-hmm. and for the kingdom.
0: That's good. Um, that's I mean that's a good word I think we should just you know all of us think about you know does it matter where you are and what you're doing if you If we have the mindset that we're on mission like in that moment, like God's got a purpose for that moment, I think that transforms our lives and potentially someone else's life, right um you know, don't think about like so for me i I teach math at columbus state part time and so I shouldn't think that, oh well, I'm teaching, I'm just teaching, you know that's that's my teaching, that's not my ministry no no that's ministry that's like I interact with a lot of students, and so um, there's, you know, I need to see, kind of like you said, is that it's not like there's, this is the sacred and this is the secular. No, it's all, God is working all the time everywhere. And the real question is, like, will we um, take on that purpose, right? And I think that's a challenge to all of us. Like, will will we, you know, prayerfully... Go through our day saying, Lord, help me to see the ministry opportunities you, you have, you know, for me today. So kind of like um, some people I've heard say, you know, being on a God watch, you know, looking to see. Um, and every interaction with someone is, is really one of those potential ones. And so I just wanted to leave people with this verse. I don't, I don't have it up here, but but um, Luke 10, uh, the, uh, the first two verses there. It says, and after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on the road ahead, two by two, into every town, place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. And I think there's a word for us there, is that, you know, first of all, we sometimes come to an interaction with somebody, even just our neighbor, the neighbor that you've known for 25 years, and you know, uh, whatever. And the, you know, but today is a different day than the previous 25 years. But to say, you know, will I move into that interaction to say, you know, will I see myself as a laborer in God's field, or am I? Because I, there's a different mentality. Like, and I, so. I didn't get this, of course. I wasn't a Christian until I got to college, and so, but but it was being involved in a church that was Great Commission minded. I early caught on to the fact that this was to be the mission of my life. It doesn't matter what my vocation is, whether I'm a pastor, or teacher, whatever. No, what matters is, you know, uh, like the Blues Brothers. You know, we're on a mission from God. Although I'm not sure it's the same mission that they were on. <laughs> But but the whole idea is that, you know, do yourself see yourself that way. Do you see yourself as you're on a mission for God? Because that's a totally different mentality than will I be consumer? Am I just kind of see, you know, put my in my God time and then God doesn't have anything else to do with our lives? And what you're saying is, no, he's he's all the time working. The question is, will I be obedient to step into that mission? And um so you know, I think some people when they read those verses, you know, pray that the Lord would send forth laborers, they think about sending people to the mission field. And that's great too because we need people in the mission field, you know, in other countries. But now this is this is this is us, right? And so um so you know, we we constantly just need to be praying, Lord, help people get the mission. Help them understand our call to take the gospel wherever we live, work, and play. And that and that means to witness by word and deed. And so um, I think that's a, kind of a, a good one to end on. So um, I, I really appreciate you taking your time out this morning and, and, and all the prep work and getting me the pictures and the video yes. and all that. So uh, why don't we just ask, uh, close off in prayer here. And Lord, we just thank you so much that... Um, that you um made a way for Michaela to experience the world race that she uh was able to um, just learn more about you, grow more deeply in her walk with you to make uh friendships that will probably last you know a lifetime there but uh we we just um thank you for the work uh that the world race is doing. we pray that you bless them we pray for those missionaries in the uh, um, there in Romania that um, Michaela is supporting. We pray for great success for that new church and you bless, bless uh, them and meet all of their needs. And Father, I just pray that you'd help us to see that it um, doesn't matter our age that you want to use us. That um, there's no person here that, that you cannot use and don't want to use for your glory. And Lord, also just help us in our Bible reading as Michaela uh, has, has been learning just just to, you know, help us to experience the delight uh, of our times with you, and but also, Lord, help us just to see there are some times when we just don't experience that, but we want to be nurtured spiritually. Um, we and we help us to see that need, and then, Father, just um, as we just last said, God, help us to see our ourselves as believers as on mission, twenty four seven. There's, there's, um, you're always working everywhere. And may we just have eyes to see. And then may we have the courage to obey in those moments to do what you want us to do. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michaela.